month Elul in the fifty and two in fifty and two days. Pretty good deal, huh? And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters unto Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came unto them. For there were many in Judah sworn unto him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Era, his and his son Johanan had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berechiah. Also they reported his good deeds before me, and uttered my words to him, and Tobiah sent letters to put me in fear. It just never ends, does it? They just never stop. And I want to look at these few verses tonight. You know, building projects, as we know, and as some of you know, even in your own personal lives, or maybe you've been in churches where they've had building projects and you've been involved of those. But at times, building projects can be absolutely overwhelming. They really can be. Uh, they're, they're generally never what you imagine them to be. Unless you're building a spec house, and even those, I'm sure, don't go down like they always ought to. But there's always surprises. There's always a cost that you didn't budget for. It always takes longer than you plan. It always has more unknowns than the latest IRS tax code. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just crazy. And uh, for uh, some of you may be like, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but my, my cousin's wife says uh, there's uh, uh, a tendency in our family to want to try to fit 100 pounds in a 50-pound sock, you know. Always trying to get more done. Always trying to do more. And in my mind, and I know this happens, I'm like, oh, it'll just take, you know, six months. It'll just take three months. It'll just take an hour. I'll get that done in 30 minutes. And it really, in all actuality, it's, it's like a, a four-hour job. It's, I don't care who you are. It's not a 30-minute job. It's a four-hour job. And you're just like, oh, we'll get it right, you know, and then, yeah, it doesn't work out. I mean, this is building. This is what it is. I mean, it's just, it never turns out like you think it's going to turn out. There is no shortage, right? There's no shortage of unknowns, additions, mistakes, and miscommunications. There are plenty of them. And we're learning this as a church, the, the, the complexities of building. I mean, this is just like phase one. We haven't even got to the big building, Lord willing, whenever that comes. I mean, this is the easy part. <laughs> You're like, no, yes, it is. But uh, although it's been an adventure so far, and it's been pretty easy, i got to say, there's, there's much worse than what we've been going through right now. And it is a pretty big undertaking for a little church. Sometimes I think about what, what what's going on over there and the monies that's pouring in over there and and the things that are being done. And I'm just like, oh, <gasps> and there's more to do and more to do and more to do. And then sometimes I think, wow, this is history because 50 years from now, if we're still on the planet, you know, people are going to go, oh, yeah, that's when blah, 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 blah. And it's then it'll be now a historical marker. And now but we're we're dealing with it as uh, uh, right here and now. And there's all the things that come with building. And uh, I tell you what, it's it can be overwhelming at times. And it's amazing. It's amazing what what mankind can achieve. We have built some pretty big things on the planet. I was just saw an article the other day. Over in England, when part of Stonehenge fell down, back in the 1960s, they brought this 30-ton, 60-ton crane in, which was kind of an anomaly back then, and just to try to set up some of these stones, which they almost couldn't even accomplish, let alone who knows how they did it, 
without the 60-ton crane, right? They couldn't do it with the crane. And uh, it's amazing what people, people build. It's amazing what man has built and created and just some of the massive things and the massive undertakings that have gone on. The, chi- the Great Wall of China, the couple thousand miles that that runs, it's just unbelievable what's done. And re- rebuilding the wall here was, was a pretty big challenge. It was a pretty great challenge. It had some great challenges that came with it. What are some of those challenges? Well, think about it. The ones building the wall, nobody had built a wall before. I mean, this wall was built long ago, right? The people that are up there building were in Babylonian captivity. That lasted 70 years. So everybody that was building the wall was either probably born during the Babylonian captivity, if they were young enough to be here working on this. And they had never lived in Israel, nor had they ever probably uh, built a wall. You know, uh, it's, it's like, you've never done this. What are you doing? I think somebody brought that up to us, the first house we built. Have you ever built a house? No. Uh, okay. Have fun with that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So the second time, it's like, now, you know, now we're just plumb ignorant, you know, that just isn't good, right? Nobody had built a wall before. They didn't know what they were getting into. Sometimes that's good, right, Brother Earl? Sometimes you have somebody show up and you give them a big project, they've never done it before, and they don't know how bad this is really going to be. And sometimes it's good because, you know, they're not, they don't know, they're not smart enough to know what to be afraid of, right? Like when you're a kid and jumping off of really high areas that you shouldn't, shouldn't be jumping off of, right? Hey, they're, they're not, not only watch, there's challenges to, to build the wall, I'm saying. There's challenges here. Nobody had built a wall before, but, but here's another challenge that came up was they were surrounded by people who didn't want them to build the wall. They were surrounded by enemies that came against them. Kind of sounds like our, our little skirmish, or used to be, not anymore, I mean, uh, you know, the, the wall's wide open on our southern border now. But, I mean, uh, the last, the, the, the last uh, um, uh, people that were in office, I mean, uh, we had a lot of people around on both sides of our border who didn't like the thought of having a wall up, right? And, uh, you know, they, they, everybody, all, all these sorts of people came against it. Well, here's the Israelites building this wall, and they, I'm telling you, they had a lot of enemies, right? What, what was it? Another challenge. Another challenge to accomplishing what God wanted them to do. There were people that were actively involved in making sure it stopped. I mean, they were working hard to make sure whatever was being done for God was brought to a close and ended. They went through the legal system and, and they were sued. Uh, the governor, governors that were installed by the Persian Empire were sending messages back to, to Shushan in the palace of, uh, you know, what was going on over here. There were, there were physical threats, right? And the, the, these Persian leaders were threatening to kill them. There, was, there are people actively involved in trying to make the wall stop. I think that's a challenge. I think it really is a challenge. And, and rebuilding the wall here, we have seen through Nehemiah, it does. It has great challenges. And in our own building program here at Crimson Avenue Baptist Church, with all of the difficulties... Uh, we haven't had anything like these, right? We, uh, has the city said, okay, don't do this and do that? Yes. 
but they're not standing out on the parking lot going, you're not going to build this, you know, chucking rocks at you and coming up. The, the sheriff and the police aren't coming up with papers with lawsuits or anything like that, right? I mean, we have, we have not even come close to experiencing the challenges that they have experienced here in, in Nehemiah. But, uh, but um, uh, the, the people here, I, I'm telling you, it was a challenge. It was a big, big, big challenge. Here's another challenge. You ready for this? The project was spiritual. That in of itself changes everything. It's one thing to go through the challenges, right, of building a deck on the back of your house. It's another challenge to build a deck on the church. <laughs> How does that happen? It becomes spiritual. It becomes you have a you have a an unseen enemy. Who likes to thwart everything, everything that you did? Dude, God put this on Nehemiah's heart to rebuild the wall, right, that protected the city of David. God put it on his heart. How did God put it on his heart? Well, it was on his heart to do it, right? Well, how did he do it? I don't know how he did it, but obviously it was there. Obviously the hand of God was on this project the way it, it turned out. Obviously God was in this the way how quickly it got finished, even with the opposition Obviously, it was of God when you look at the opposition, right? You, you want to see whether something's of God? Sometimes people say, I don't think this is of God. There's too much opposition. I don't know. Maybe you might, might want to say maybe this is of God because there is opposition, right? If, uh, yeah. sometimes, no, sometimes the other is true as well. I'm not, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of opposition because God's saying stop, right? But listen, in, in our... If you're saved and indwelt by the Spirit of God, walking in the Spirit, you know the difference between the two. You know, well, it's when, when, when the, the owner here said, boy, I'm really sorry we had a place for you to meet, but the city said we couldn't meet there because there's no fire laws and, uh, firewalls. And I don't, know if we have, I don't know if we have somewhere else for you to meet. And we're like a week from having to move. And he said, I'm really, really sorry. And I said, no, this is okay. This is fine. I told him this. I said, this is opposition. This is great. And God will take care of it. So don't worry about it. You're okay. He was all, all positive. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Ta-da! <laughs> right? It was just opposition is all it was. It was, it was spiritual. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6.12. Just read this in uh, Sunday school, right? In spiritual, uh, spiritual warfare. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The greatest battles of our life are not in the physical realm. The greatest battles in our life are in the spiritual realm. I'm telling you, those are where the challenges come. Any attempt to do anything for God is going to trigger a search and destroy mission from Satan. Mark it down. Mark it down. You say, well, it got done in 52 days. That's a miracle. Well, sure it is. But there is challenges. There is opposition. 1 Thessalonians, listen to what this says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, listen to verse 17 through 18. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore we would have come unto you, Paul said, even I, Paul, once and again. He said, there are several times I would have come to you. There are several times I wanted to come see you at Thessalonica. He said, but Satan hindered us. That was all it was. 
hey, could it have been a ship that couldn't get out to sea? Could it have been some other type of financial uh, hardship that came up? Could it have been? It could have been any number of one of those things. But Paul said it correctly. Whatever it was, physically, he said Satan was the one who hindered us, and that's exactly what he does. Rebuilding walls have challenges. Rebuilding things in our life, building things in our life, if, if they are for God, they will always have challenges and they'll be like challenges like none other that we deal with in any other realm of this life. But secondly, as we've gone through Nehemiah, we've seen here that rebuilding the wall was a great investment. Not, I'm not necessarily talking about the investment that you get in ROI. A return on your investment. I'm not talking about the investment where you go, well, I'll, I'll invest this because because uh, I'm going to see what comes out of it. No, th- what I mean when I say the rebuilding of the wall is a great investment. It is just an investment of time, blood, sweat, and tears. It's something that gets poured into it that, listen, they may never see anything a return out of it. Right. I'm just talking about investing, putting in. They put a lot of themselves into the project. It's going to consist of what? Time. It consists of time, physical energy, and spiritual energy. They prayed a lot. I mean, you look all through Nehemiah, and Nehemiah's praying a lot. And little times at the end, he said, Lord, would you remember me for good for what I've done? After he said, I didn't take anything of you. I, have, I, I, I haven't asked for the food that a governor gets. I haven't asked for the money that, the, that a governor gets paid. I haven't asked for anything of you. I've just taken what I've needed, and that's all I've taken. And I have not, I have not required anything that I should have even been gotten. I've just, and he said, Lord, would you remember me for good? I mean, he's praying all over the place, right? It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's a huge investment of time. Huge investment of physical energy. Huge investment of spiritual energy. There's, there's some big, there have been very big investments out in our world, even in our modern world that we uh, look at uh, uh, all the time. Uh, Brother Earl, I'm sure you've seen the Empire State Building uh, numerous times, right? And, uh, you know, I was doing a little looking at the Empire State Building. You know, it's one of the, kind of like, you know, right up there with one of the original high-rise buildings. I mean, you've got the Chrysler Building. You've got some of the others in Chicago and things like that. But the Empire State Building, there's, you know, there's 15 plan revisions of the Empire State Building. They were designed, the whole thing is designed, and it went through 15 different re- revisions. Building codes were changed to help them build faster. You know, they had some help from the city to get this thing up. Think about this. It began January of 1930. It finished May of 1931. About a year and three months, right? 16 months. Cost $40 million in 1930. That'd be about $560 million today. Half a billion dollars. Five people died building, building the Empire State Building. Pretty big investment. Pretty big investment. We see them all over the place. Because build, buildings, what? It's a risky. It's a risky endeavor. Some some things don't finish, right? Do you know the guy is the original developer of the Empire State Building? Do you know that they, that he defaulted on his loan and went bankrupt before he's even started? Pretty risky endeavor. Every time you go out to begin something and to build something, I mean, things can go wrong. Friend, there are churches, I've seen them. I was down in, uh, where was I, in Alabama. I was working in Alabama somewhere. 
And a beautiful, huge church, big church. The, the pastor, it was a Baptist church. The pastor took him from a small church into this multi-million dollar building program. And then when it was finally done, he left and went somewhere else. And the church just never recovered. It went down and down. It's empty. Multi-million dollar facility. Empty. Yeah. Sad. Now, I don't know if it's empty today. This has been several years ago. Maybe somebody bought it. But when I went by it, it was like, wow, that's a big place. It's a big place. Tennessee Temple sits there empty in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Just sits there empty. People invested time and energy and, and blood and prayer. and It was a massive investment. It happens all the time. It's risky. It's a risky endeavor. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes people pour a lot of money in something and they walk away. They walk away from it. Now think about Israel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty awesome. A lot of the funds were supplied by the Persian government. Let me say it correctly. God provided through the Persian government, right? It was a pretty risky endeavor. It was a four-month trip from Babylon back up to Israel. They may have not. I mean, there's the possibility you wouldn't even make the trip to get there to even start the project. It's a risky endeavor. Right? What if the Jews when they, that were there under Ezra, what if when Nehemiah got there, they're like, we're fine, man. I don't want to mess with this. They could have said no. Right? What if the local governments absolutely uh, succeeded in stopping them? That's a possibility. What if somebody actually had been killed by all of the threats that went on? What am I saying? There's, it's just risk. There's great risk in, in building. It had a lot of challenges. It had great risk that, were, that was going about in it, but watch this. Look what was accomplished. In spite of the challenges, in spite of the risks, verse 15, I just read it for you. So the wall was finished in the 25th day of the month, Elul, in 52 days. This wasn't even two months. wasn't even 60 days. A wall. How many, anybody been to Israel? Anybody been there? Anybody seen at least seen pictures of the wall? Right, it's huge. I mean, rocks that are huge, gates that are massive. Right, this thing was eight feet wide, eight feet wide wall. Not like our four-inch walls with you know sheet half-inch sheetrock on them. Eight feet wide. All right, it was over. I have some numbers here. Over two and a half miles in length. The average height was thirty-nine feet. There's thirty-four watchtowers, ten gates with with doors that had to be installed. It was a massive endeavor. Yes, not all of the wall was down, but there is much that had to be done. That they, they had it totally completed in fifty to two days. It is absolutely incredible when you think about the technology. No heavy machinery. No help from the local governments. Over a 150 years of trash and rubble that they had to clean up and get out of the way. And then opposition, opposition, opposition. It's it's an incredible thing they did. Absolutely is. It's incredible what was accomplished. It's incredible what was defeated. Their, Their enemies were defeated. Look at verse 16. And it came to pass that when our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things... They were much cast down in their own eyes. Yeah. Can I help you with something as we move along in building and reaching and growing? Can I help you with something? We are, you will never get accolades from the world. Right. 
when you're successful in your tract pet campaign, when you're successful in getting all a thousand door hangers put on, whatever campaign you do, you know, people, churches have these campaigns. We're going to, we're going to blanket this area. And, and you're, you come back to the church and yeah, we did it. We got 1500 John and Romans passed out. We got 4,000 door hangers put up, whatever the thing is. I'm telling you, you will never get an accolade from the world and go, wow, that is great. That is a, you know what they do? They call me on the phone here at the church and go, uh, can you make sure you don't put anything on my door, please? We're tired of these. I had one. Yeah, they, they, I've had a few of them. One guy called, I answered, and uh, he said, hey, uh, this, you're just wasting your money putting this on my door. I said, I don't even know what door is yours. <laughs> well, you're just wasting your money. I don't even have any kids. I said, well, that's fine. You can go ahead and just throw that in the trash. It'll be okay. Not a problem. No, nobody calls saying, we are sure glad you put these out. Now, we are atheists and we hate God and we want, or if he's even supposed to be there, and we don't want anything to do with this, but we're just, we just have a lot of respect for what you do. No, they don't do that. They don't do that at all. Yeah. Hey, listen, don't wait for the applause of the world to, do, to go out and attempt great things for God. Don't wait for it. It's not coming. It's not who we want praise from anyway. I mean, hey, if it comes, you know, God says if, you know, if, if uh, your ways please the Lord, he makes it even your enemies to be at peace with you. And hey, that's wonderful. That's fine. We're thankful for that. But we don't live for the world to say great job. They think you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. The wall was accomplished. The enemies of God were defeated. They were much cast down. <laughs> yeah. What was the mighty mouse in that? Remember that guy? Foiled again. <laughs> the, the little guy that always tried to, the, the, always tried to cause the problems. Yeah. Look at this lastly. And I'm done. Verse 16, look at it again. It came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes. Look at this. Here it is. For they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. I like that. That is awesome. That, watch. I think really this was the greatest accomplishment out of anything that was accomplished. It's like, you know, you could look at the wall and go, oh, that's awesome. That's great. And then you could say over here, well, God was glorified. Well, that's, that's worth it. That's, that's great. That's, that's, that's wonderful. That's better than it all. Romans 8.31 says, what shall we say then? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'm telling you, friend, if, if you are convinced that it's of God, when the opposition comes, just move forward. Well, it's just not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Well, no, it's not. Anything of value isn't easy anyway. I mean, look what the world puts themselves through for something that has absolutely no value. There's a, there's a photo out there of these. I think it's up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They're sitting out watching a football game. The, the stands are full. They are literally covered in snow. They're sitting there wrapped up watching a stupid football game. And I like football. They're watching it covered in snow. Right. Why? Because that has value to them. Oh, no, they will suffer. The world will suffer and go through great trials and tribulation to accomplish what? Hey, I got to watch Green Bay lose last week. It was awesome. Right? Yeah. I'll tell you something. You head out and do something for God. And opposition comes and so many Christians go, wow, I didn't think it would be that hard. I thought God was going to help me through this. Yeah. 
He is. <laughs> it's called opposition. But I love this. The enemies of God could do nothing but recognize that God was the one who accomplished this feat. Friend, that is mission accomplished. That is mission accomplished. You can think about the great challenges. You can think about the great investment. You can think about the great accomplishment. But none of it is possible without a great God. Amen. Amen. When it's done God's way for God's in God's for for God's glory, I mean when it's done that way, you know, the enemies have nothing they can do. They can't what do they say? Under their breath, quietly. Not out loud. Hmm. When the world investigates our life, do they perceive that the work has been wrought of God? Isn't our life a building project? Weren't we promised to be conformed to the image of Christ? Doesn't the Bible say that on the, on the foundation, you know, we are to build... Right, you know, we're to build, uh, you know, uh, gold and jewels, and you know, uh, substance built out of eternal building material, and not wood, hay, and stubble. It's a building pro. It's a building program. Yeah. Add to your faith virtue, and the virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance. You know, add, 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 add. Whatever. It's a building project. Our life is a building project. When the world looks at your life. When the world looks at my life, do they perceive the work has been wrought of God? Are there attitudes that you've, quote, overcome <laughs> that the people who know you can't explain? And they say, that person used to be just so angry all the time. What is the deal? They just, you know, they must have gone to a good psychiatrist to really help them. Just not angry anymore. It's just it's weird. <laughs> Are there lifestyle changes that have come in your life that your friends, your old friends, just kind of scratched their head at and go, "That's weird. That's not who I remember. <laughs> what I remember is." <laughs> yeah. you must must be one of those Jesus people now, <laughs> right? Hey, have there been any decisions that you've ever made that you've been made that you've made in your life, and and maybe financial decisions that you've trusted God with that the enemies of God can't explain? Yeah. You tithe and give to missions. How much? You make what? Huh? Go to get your taxes done, and they go, "There's no way." You give this much, and you make this much. <laughs> And you're still surviving? How does that happen? I don't know. God said he'd open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. I don't know. I've got a lot of money that I make under the table I don't tell you about. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I said. It's not what you tell the IRS. I'm just joke. It's on camera. 
Yeah. You ever look around your house and go, how do we have this much stuff? It all, I mean, I love the stuff that gets just given to you free. I love free stuff. But a lot of it, you buy it. And you think, wow, there's a lot of stuff around. I look at some of these houses of multimillionaires, and I look at their, gar- their flowers in the front of the house, and I say, I can't afford to think of more money at flowers. And we got our, how do you, I mean, you look around, I mean, but listen, you can look around your place, and you go, how on earth? We give this much. You know, we do this, we don't do this. It's like, how did we end up where we ended up? God. Yeah. If you remember back several years ago, Obama got kind of famous. Not Osama, Obama. Close. When he said this about American businesses, remember this? When he said, if you own a business, you didn't build that business. And what was he saying? Well, it's the roads that the government builds. It's the electric grid the government does. Blah, blah, blah. Government. And, of course, people went crazy, you know. And uh, nobody liked that on the conservative side. But can I tell you, for a Christian, when the world looks at our life and says, you didn't build that. That's one of the greatest compliments you can have. Because you can say, I know, God built it. Because I could have never done this. Yeah. God did it. So how does God get glory from our life? How do the enemies of God look at what gets built and and God get glory from it? How does the world, how does our city, how does our town, how how does uh, the state we live in, how do the people that come up and down this area, how do do they look at Crimson Avenue Baptist Church and glorify God and go, well, that's, how how many many members do they have there? Uh, They got to have a lot of, you know, uh, the gas station over here said, yeah, a pretty big church is getting built over here. And I said, no, it's not very big. (laughs) They didn't know who I was. I was just in there, you know. And uh, they know now who I am, but and I said, ah, you know, no, it's not. Well, how's that possible? You know, people say, oh, you outgrow the old building? Nope, nope. They look at you real weird. Well, why are you doing that? This Lord's led this way, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what? Since since when do we put criteria uh, on hu- in, from human reasoning on what God does and doesn't do, right? You know what the goal is at the end of it? They go, wow, that's crazy. And go, wow, must have been God. Yeah, No, that's the goal, friend. That's the goal. Here's how God gets glory out of our, our life. You ready for this? When we seek to build our life and whatever is included in that. Let's say this. And when we seek to build His church. For us, that's Crimson Avenue Baptist Church. When we seek to build right, according to His will, His way, with His resources, for His glory, you've got to have the right motive. God will get glory out of it. And the heathen will say, it was of the Lord, I guess. <laughs> Is Nixon, Missouri able to glorify God because of what's being built here? 
not just facility-wise, building-wise, but what is being built in lives. In lives. You know what the problem is? The problem is some will never trust God enough to launch out into something bigger than their comfort zone. Well, I've, I've, I've just, this is all I've ever known. I can't do that. And you'll stay right there. Yeah. And God will never get the glory out of, out of your life that he, des- that he deserves. That He deserves to get. Absolutely. May God help us tonight. May God help us to be a building people, building our own personal lives, building uh, the, the church, building the ministry. May we be uh, the people that God would help us to be, uh, to launch out and do what He's called us to do. And that when it's done, the great challenges, the great accomplishments, everything about it, when it's done, that the goal is that the lost world even has to acknowledge, okay, that doesn't make any sense, must be God. Let's keep that on the front burner. Let's keep that there. Our Father, thank you tonight. Lord, some great things have been accomplished in this world. Great things have been accomplished in individuals' lives. And there are great things that are still out there to be accomplished for you. Lord, we just want your help tonight to make sure that we are where you want us to be, doing what you want us to do, doing it the resources that you want us to do it with in the way you want it done. And... uh, in such a way, uh, Father, that uh, you would get the glory out of every bit of it. And that the lost world could do nothing, nothing but uh, acknowledge that it was you who did it. I mean, that's why we're here, right? It's why you've left us here, Father. To point people to you. To be a mouthpiece for you to carry the gospel in all the world, for people to see how great our God is. And so, Father, would you help us in that tonight? Would you help us in that in our daily life? And, uh, Lord, that we would get out of that comfort zone and be and build where you'd have us to build. And we thank you for that. We ask your Holy Spirit, Lord, to take this message and apply it in every individual life, in every individual circumstance, uh, Lord, that fits for each life. Right now, I'm sure minds and hearts and the Holy Spirit are working in each individual heart and mind here of how this applies to them personally. And uh, Lord, as that work gets done, I just pray you'd help us uh, just to trust you and move forward and build great things for you that you'd be glorified. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we stand for just a moment. However the Lord spoke to you tonight, the going to play. I'm just going to give you a few minutes. Are you building where God wants you to build? Are you building what He wants you to build? Are you building in such a way that only He could be glorified in it? Are there some areas that the Holy Spirit of God has said needs to be built that you've been in fear and trepidation over and haven't wanted to step out? Would you do that? Just step out tonight. Tell the Lord, I'm, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to build that. I'm going to start that. We're going we're gonna to build right here. We're going to uh, put roots down right here. We're going to do this. We're going to do whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. Whatever the Lord's speaking to you about, you respond to Him about that.
All right, let's be dismissed in a word of prayer tonight. And uh, Brother Earl, would you uh, close us in prayer tonight? Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this night, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the examples in your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the encouragement that you give us and the directions you give us. Lord, help us.